2: Ishmael Kawaja.
0: Hello, hope you're doing well on Tuesday, the 22nd of November. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. In a moment, you'll hear about a big drop in the number of outstanding schools in our county. But first, we start with the rather dramatic scenes in Folkestone. Two people have been injured after part of a hotel wall collapsed. Falling Debris from the Grand in landed on a coach outside, hitting the driver and a tourist yesterday evening. They were taken to hospital after a huge emergency response. Joy and Graham Pugsley are on a turkey and tinsel holiday and got to the hotel shortly after a large slab of masonry crashed into the street. They've been chatting with our reporter Rhys Griffiths.
2: The first coach, three coaches arrived. The first coach arrived. People were getting their suitcases out of the car, out of the um, coach. coach. And, of course, then all the debris came down. So one lady and the driver were taken to hospital. But I was talking to... I wasn't on this coach. But I was talking to another lady um, where all the plaster had gone down on the back of her head. So she had a headache all evening. Um, And when our coach arrived... They wouldn't let us get our own suitcases. We had to get in quick in case any more came down. But when we got inside, there were about four coach loads of us, all in the ballroom. Well, we were like refugees. Absolute dump.
3: Yeah, it's... Um, what, what are your, is this your first day here? Yeah. Yeah. And probably the last. Yeah. Oh,
2: God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, last night, I was led awake thinking... I wonder where the train station is. Obviously, we came by coach. Where is the train station? Is there any chance that we can get back home? This is our first night, and we're here till Friday morning. And everybody's the same. This lady last night I was speaking to. She said, "I just want to go home." So, yeah, it's,
3: yeah. Uh, it's a pretty shocking way to start your uh, yeah. your week away. Yeah. I mean, what you know? What, did the staff say it? Having much to say about what happened? Or no. Did they just sort of when the...
2: when. We got out of the coach. Graham said to me, how about our cases? And I said, we haven't got to get them. And this guy that stood there, whether he was another coach driver or from the hotel, he just said, get in quick and be safe. But no staff have spoken to anybody. The people that are on that, all our coaches were supposed to be leaving at 9.30 this morning. But I've just been speaking to a lady that was on that coach. And she said, we've just had a note put under our door to say you'll now be leaving at 10 o'clock, not nine 9.30. So she said, but nobody have said anything. Nobody have explained anything, it was just that note. Just spoken to our driver, our coach is at the front of the hotel because they won't let them move it. Um, he said, I don't know how I'm gonna get the coach out. They won't let me get it out. We can't use the front of the hotel Um, to come out, the main doors. We've got to come out through a fire exit. But our driver's worried because the steps are very steep for a lot of older people to get down.
3: And where where have you... uh... Where have you come from yesterday? Came from Somerset. Yeah, came down from Clevedon, Clevedon. so you've had quite a long trip down
0: on the bus, and (laughs) then and the traffic, and
2: and the weather was awful, and then Yeah. yeah, this.
0: Katie Whittingham was staying there last night and came back to chaos after going out to dinner.
1: So we arrived, we got booked in, and we went for an early dinner, and we went to come back for just to see a bit of the entertainment, and at that point we saw the road was. Uh, blocked uh, by the police and they said we weren't allowed to enter the hotel and we were like well what are we supposed to do and they said oh there's another entrance so w- I looked all around the back I could not see an entrance there was no one from the hotel to escort us Um so I had to stay um, in my van for the night you know which is not I mean I'm I, and I still haven't got compensation they said I've got to go through booking.com or something but really it's just not acceptable um it's yeah I don't know I mean it's a beautiful it's an interesting building but it's dangerous isn't it and it's not very good for Folkestone town I've come here um to sort of scout it out as a family holiday for this summer it doesn't give a good impression for the whole I mean I will be coming back I think it's lovely Folkestone but um yeah it's not great it, puts it, it makes people leave Folkestone with a bad picture, doesn't it?
3: It does need a bit of work, doesn't it? Yeah. It doesn't look great from what you, you know you can no, see. No, and
1: the, that's the front. The back is horrific. The back is, you can see all the plasters ripped off. I mean, I don't know if it needs council investment. And, like, is is it listed? I don't know, actually. It There's might, a good chance it is. If it is listed, too, then maybe the council does need to invest it. And Because the thing is, you need accommodation. Uh, for a seaside town, so um, and it's silly to pull it down and then just put up something else that's atrocious um, but yeah I mean it's council, council tax money isn't it, it's whether people of Folkestone think it's worth saving, I personally think it is I think even though it's peculiar looking, um, it's a piece of history and if you tear it down, you've lost it and you will not get it back. And if you think they're gonna, somebody's going to build something lovely and Victorian, I've never seen that in any seaside town. It would be like some horrible, cheap new build. Or affordable house in which we all know is a joke.
0: A but Reporter James Pallant recently reviewed the hotel after Britannia Hotels, which owns the Grand Burston, was named the UK's worst for the 10th year running. But he told me it wasn't all that bad.
4: Going into it, I had pretty low expectations. I'd read some awful reviews on TripAdvisor. Yeah, people were saying it was dirty, it stunk of this, it stunk of that, and it was noisy, and this didn't work. Uh, but when I got there, actually, I was pleasantly surprised I mean it is to be sure a rundown hotel definitely looks like it could use some repairs and some updated interior design and you know uh, this kind of thing but it was cheap and uh, it was clean and certainly didn't take my breath away with the comfort or the um, food or anything like that but no major complaints from my stay. I thought it was okay.
0: Yeah, certainly an unwanted accolade, um, a decade long running title being the worst hotel in the UK. I mean, you mentioned there about, certainly it needs at the very least sprucing up, but did you come across anything that concerned
4: you at all? I can't say that I did. Um, Yeah, there wasn't anything really all that notable about it. It was, I mean, the, the bed was hard, but the sheets were clean. You know, the, the food was a bit, not all that tasty, but it was cheap. You know, the, the staff were, were, were friendly. I mean, I, I kind of struggled to find all that much color for, for my piece. Um, I think I, I, I built it up as being something that was going to be so dreadful, but I was almost let down that it wasn't <laughs> as uh, being in the place that I was to have to write a, a review about it. But no, it was, it was entirely average and unremarkable. So
0: for you, a pleasant experience um, overall, but I guess with the incident last night of the, the wall part of the wall collapsing, that certainly isn't going to help improve its reputation.
4: No, I, I shouldn't have thought so. And I mean, it, it didn't come as that much of a shock to me. Uh, it, it definitely it looked to me when I was there that there hadn't been much investment in the infrastructure or the upkeep of the hotel at all. Um, so, yeah, I can't imagine that's going to help things at all. Maybe just draw more attention to the fact that it has got such bad reviews in the past. And it's, it's just a shame because it's, such, it's in such a great location. I had quite a nice sea view from my room. And if there was proper investment and if somebody did kind of take the time and the effort to, to spruce the place up and rebrand the place and, and have it uh, be worthy of its so seaside location, then I think it could be a really wonderful spot. But it's going to take some doing.
0: We've asked the hotel for a comment about what happened last night. Kent Online reports. Our other top stories today. A former Maidstone teacher has been banned from the profession after having an inappropriate relationship with a pupil. Healy Dean taught geography at Oakwood Park Grammar and had an affair with a boy in sixth form in 2008. They apparently met up two or three times a week for eight months. The 44-year-old will never be allowed to teach again. A lorry driver involved in a £1 million drug smuggling operation has been jailed for 11 years after being stopped at Dover. The 39 year old's vehicle was pulled over by border force officers at the town's freight terminal in May. A search found 20 kilograms of cocaine. Now, Ofsted has downgraded 14 schools in Kent that were previously rated outstanding. Under old rules, they were exempt from re-inspection for up to 15 years, but they've now been looked at again. Out of 18, only four kept the top rating, while Temple Yule Church of England Primary is now inadequate, and another four require improvement, those being Old Primary, Borden Church of England Primary, Weald of Kent Grammar and Westmeads Community Infant School. I've been chatting about the findings with Matthew Purvis, Offstairs Regional Director for the South East.
5: So I think what's important to say is this. Most of the schools we're talking about, about the same number, about 14 out of 18, are good or outstanding. And our expectations for education are higher than they were 10 or 15 years ago when most of these schools were inspected. And if you read the criteria for outstanding in the school's handbook, it says the quality of education provided is exceptional. That means it's rare. So it is harder now to get an outstanding grade than it was 15 years ago. And that's because our expectations for children have have kept rising. And so I'm not concerned about the schools that are good or outstanding. As a father, I send my own children to schools that are good. But I am concerned that there were schools that we didn't visit for a long period of time because we couldn't, and some of those require improvement or are inadequate. And I hope that those schools are working very hard with their parents and others right now to improve what's on offer to the children there.
0: Do you think this demonstrates how important it is for, for schools to be regularly
5: inspected? The findings from our inspections in the past months absolutely underline the importance of regular inspection. Parents have a right to... Take an Ofsted judgment at face value and know that it's recent and has currency. And that's what our routine inspection now does. And those recent inspections will give parents a great deal of assurance where the school is good or better, but where it's inadequate or requires improvement, they need to know that and they need to be working with the school and supporting the school as they drive improvement for the children there
0: four schools now require improvement out of those 18 that were originally outstanding and one of which um, even has got the worst rating. Does this prove that school leaders can't just rest on their laurels?
5: Nobody in education thinks the right thing to do is to rest on our laurels or on past triumphs. Every child who passes through our schools has only one shot at education so it's so important that schools do the great work they're doing driving improvement an Ofsted's job in that is to inspect routinely, which is what we're back doing for outstanding schools. And parents need to support their children to learn and support their schools to deliver the best possible standard of education.
0: What would be your main message to parents who may see this, see the significant change in the number of schools no longer outstanding in Kent and, and will feel concerned, understandably?
5: I hope what parents in Kent take from Ofsted's inspections overall is that most of the schools in Kent are good outstanding as they are nationally the vast majority but these inspections show why it's so important that Ofsted inspects routinely and gives parents up-to-date information because it's a small number of cases where things are going wrong for children that inspection needs to pick that up tell the truth to schools, tell the truth to parents, and then give them the space to drive improvement themselves in the system.
0: Hopefully, you know, as you said, that no school leaders resting on their laurels. They're always obviously trying to, to provide the best education. But should this perhaps be a wake-up call to, to some who, who have seen, you know, obviously, this dramatic shift in the landscape, shall we say?
5: Well, Ishmael, you've made the great point that none of us should rest on our laurels and we should all be seeking to provide ever better education for our children. But I take us back to the big picture for Kent. The vast, vast majority of schools are good or outstanding. And school leaders are working really hard with children and parents to deliver that. And we need to keep working hard to deliver that. Um, And Ofsted needs to play its part, telling truth to parents and to schools about what's going on uh, and acting as a force for improvement.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. It's understood an asylum processing centre in Manston that's been criticised for inhumane conditions is now empty. Everyone who was being held at the site in Thanet has reportedly been moved. There were previously concerns about overcrowding and one man died after becoming unwell there last week. We've approached the Home Office for more details. Meanwhile, the owners of a Kent hotel that turned down a million pounds to house asylum seekers are urging people to donate to a local charity after being inundated with pledges. More than 5,000 emails have been sent to the Blazing Donkey near Sandwich since we told you about their story. Richard and Sherry Martin say they wanted to do something positive, so supporting the St Peter's Church Care and Share Appeal, which is helping people during the cost-of-living crisis. Now, supermarkets in Kent and the rest of the country are being urged to cut fuel prices by 5p a litre to help struggling drivers. The RAC has accused them of failing to pass on savings made by lower wholesale costs to customers. The average cost of petrol is now £1.60 a litre and diesel is £1.84. Howard Cox is from Cranbrook, based at Campaign Group, at Fuel UK.
6: We're in a cost of living crisis that is hell for most people. Small businesses. I'm backed by the Road Haulage Association. Their members, they, you know, have got trucks, and every 98% everything in your studio, in your home, once, was once delivered on a truck or a van, and they something like 40 to 50% of their costs at the moment are fuel, and they need some sort of certainty. But the most important thing here at the moment is it's a cost of living crisis and the quickest way to reduce that or alleviate it or lessen it and reduce it is by reducing inflation and the best way of doing that is cutting fuel duty if you cut fuel duty for 20p for a year inflation will come down by a percentage point i guarantee it it's proven and i've challenged jeremy hunt say try it and see what happens and guess what people have more money in their pocket businesses could invest and therefore, he will get more money from growth taxes as a result of the more money they have for the fact they're saving on paying out for filling up their vehicles. Rest assured, I'm not resting on my proverbial laurels. Uh, we are going to be fighting like mad. And I've got a lot of backbench MPs doing, uh, uh, really backing Fairfield UK. And I was pleased Pretty Patel came out, she sent a tweet that published I'm delighted to support Fairfield UK and Howard Cox in cutting fuel duty, not freezing it, cutting it. And that's the important point. And what we've got to realise is that This conservative government, if they ever mess about with fuel duty anymore and put it up, they can say goodbye to being in government for for a decade. It's ridiculous. And they know that. And most MPs, people like Craig McKinley in Kent, who's chair of uh, of the all party parliamentary group on fair fuel for Motors and the hauliers and also the net scrutiny, uh, net zero scrutiny group. He has come out and said it will be absolutely suicide. And it's the politics of the asylum if we even attempt to put fuel duty up. Yes, well, they're probably freezing next year. Yeah, that's what will happen. I think that's what will happen. That's my prediction. But I'm going for a big cut because we need to sort out this inflationary pressure and cost of living crisis.
0: Five years after a landlord was found dead at a pub in Folkestone, police have made a fresh appeal for information. 58-year-old Joe Daniels ran the red cow and had suffered a gunshot to the chest. Two people are in prison for firearms offences uncovered by officers investigating the shooting. Wildlife volunteers have been forced to cancel an important survey on the Kent coast after sewage was pumped into the sea off Margate. Dead fish were found washed up between Reculver and Birchington over the weekend. It's feared they could have been affected by the spill which led conservationists to call off their shore search event. There plans to open a restaurant in the former Debenham store in Ashford. It's been empty for three years but could now be used again as part of a £3 million regeneration scheme horses are hoping it will work well with the activities on offer at the Elwick Place Leisure Complex and more and more presents are continuing to be donated to our sister radio station KMFM as part of their Give a Gift campaign. We're collecting toys to give to children during the festive season they'll be delivered to youngsters in hospital and care in time for Christmas Katie Clements from Morrison's in Larkfield joined Gary and Chelsea on KMFM Breakfast this morning.
7: It is pretty amazing good morning thank you for having me. You're so welcome and honestly you've bright our morning already she's came in with two big baskets full of toys yeah it's like it's just amazing so what made you want to get involved Uh, every year we do try and find charities to support throughout the year Um, and we do do toy station donation anyway Um, and it was just great to be able to link up with you guys um, rather than try and do something against you yeah to work together and make it a bigger appeal for all of you that's so
3: sweet That's so and so your customers have been getting involved
7: customers were involved, colleagues, um, and obviously the store itself have donated for you as well. Oh,
3: that's so kind. Wow. of oh, well, well done if you stuck something in the... In the basket for us, if you're one of uh, Larkfield Morrison's um, customers, that's so so lovely. Because it is a it's a hard year, right? And so your job, I imagine, as community champions, it's been it's been a tough time. I, I imagine the last well the last couple of years yeah. really.
7: Uh, yeah, since COVID, really, the, the role has changed a lot. We've gone more from sort of doing the occasional raffle prize and things like that to supporting food banks. Um, Larkfield itself has raised over eleven thousand pounds worth of Uh, food donations for the local food banks in 2021 Um, and yeah various other charity bits going on just to support the bigger bigger community rather than just those right on our doorstep
3: absolutely amazing it's amazing
7: I think especially like you said with everything that's changed since Covid and cost of living now these little acts of kindness not even little every act of kindness makes such a massive impact and um we've got some of the toys here today do you want to talk us through some of the yeah, things that you've bought? you bought because i'm i i can see harry potter so i'm excited Oh, okay. well,
3: yeah. So, so... Oh, i think
7: there's a bit of something for everybody really we've got harry potter there's some marvel avengers toys there's playmobil ambulances and things have come oh. in we've been really really lucky with what people have been willing to give
3: well, it's amazing. It always the thing that always gets me, and I've said loads of times before as well, is is the, uh, the the fact that the people that give these gifts have no idea who they're going to end up with. Yeah. They won't see the big smile it will put on their face, and it, they will, they'll never know how much it's appreciated. Um, but we all trust all of us together that. That will be the case. There will be big smiles and it will change Christmas Day for loads of kids across the county. So um, thank you to you, Katie, for you know spearheading the whole thing. Uh, thank you to all your customers and all your staff there at Morrison's in Larkfield. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and thank you.
7: Merry Christmas to you guys too. Thanks very much.
3: Follow KMFM News on socials for details on
0: how you can get involved.
3: Kent Online Sports.
0: Football and Gillingham will be hoping to climb out of the League 2 relegation zone as they travel to Crawley Town tonight. Now Harris' side dropped into the bottom two following a defeat at Newport County at the weekend. This evening's opposition are four places above them in the table and the manager says
6: it's going to be tough. It's another massive game of football and the players have to realise they're playing for their futures and it might sound a little bit harsh to them but damn right they are at the moment. They're playing for their futures at this football club and in the football league.
0: Kick-offs at 7.45. It's been revealed how much Ebb's United's new stadium could cost. The club is hoping to create a multi-purpose ground with improved facilities and enough room for 8,000 fans. The estimated budget is £40 million. It's part of the £1.3 billion Northfleet Harbourside redevelopment, which also includes thousands of homes, shops, office space and a hotel. And in cricket, England have been thrashed by Australia in their final one-day international match. Kent Sam Billings only scored seven runs before being caught out in Melbourne. The visitors were chasing a target of 300 164 but only managed 142 it means they've lost the series 3-0 well that's all from us today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok you can also sign up to the briefing to get a daily update of the top stories each morning just head to kentonline.co.uk
1: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast